What's good, everyone? Welcome back to my first kicks. This is episode 99, and I'm your boy Haas. This week, I welcome one of my friends, JD, to the podcast. JD and I talk, and I mean, listen, we go on a little bit of a tangent this episode, much like uh, last week's, well, not last week's, two weeks ago's episode with Adam Butler about the lost and founds. This time we talk about the aftermath of the drop that happened a couple weeks ago. No. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Uh, Just wanted to say, listen, I am extremely sorry for missing an episode last week. And I know, listen, we're we are literally next episode is going to be episode 100. It's going to be crazy. Like, I can't wait to give you episode 100. Of course, it's pre-recorded. I announced who the guest is in the middle of this episode. I announced it to JD. He wasn't very excited of who it was, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, you will be extremely excited about who will be episode 100. It's going to be announced. Like on the on the socials, maybe in the middle of next week, we'll see. I'm pretty hyped about it, as you can tell. But JD jumps on uh, me and him go way back during my my Comedy Central days. Uh, we talk about how we met and he talks about what he works on. He in on his off times when not being uh, a personal trainer. He runs a couple pages behind the designated report moniker or at or social <laughs> handle. and. You know, he runs a kicks page and I was on an episode of one of his talking kicks thing. If you scroll back, you'll see me. But it was a fun time and I didn't know he mentioned to jump on an episode. So now he's here to have to be on this episode this week, right before episode 100. So I think it's a fun time. You know, we me and him go way back. So it's a really good episode. But like I was initially starting, I have to apologize for missing last week's episode. Listen, it is crazy. Went to Complex Con. I met a lot of people. Shout out to everybody I met who I turned on to listening to this podcast. You know, it's funny. I went there, talked to a lot of people, put them on the podcast, and then to miss the week when I come back, it was it was just crazy. I had a a weird thing where I lost my voice, probably for just talking to too much people at the convention. But shout out to Happy Wood Life, you know, the homie Steve, you know, if you haven't listened to his episode, definitely check it out. It's a very fun time. Hoping to have him on again, him and his son, Steve Jr., because we spent a lot of time talking. Uh, Stop by the Saucony booth, talk to the homie Jay, who will be on in the future episode. Ran into the founders of Eastside Golf. Spoke with them for a good bit as well. You know, I was just out there representing the podcast. We we're trying to film some stuff. Shout out to Foggy for running with me, or Foggy. Uh, if you, well, he'll be on an episode eventually as well. But 
it was just a fun time. I got a pretty great experience, especially from last time running, running or uh, rolling with Iffy, rolled with Iffy again this time. And, you know, we saw some boots. We took some content, hopefully to bring that to you. And if you follow me on the Instagram, you saw my little post about it. I really am just terrible with uh, making content (laughs) on the fly like that or just filming stuff on the fly like that. I I have to get better about it as I would like this podcast to grow and, and to grow as a content creator. And we talk about this on this episode as well. I think it's it's definitely a learning curve to just want to pull out your phone because I am known as a person who just wants to live in the moment, like capturing it and and trying to to add more to it or try to add what you're going through right now is not my forte. Like if somebody is filming, I'll gladly jump on it and, you know, be part of what is being filmed. But being the person to be like, yeah, yeah let's capture this. I have to, let me hold on. Let me grab my phone. Like, I'm just not that person. And it's mostly because of just my concert going days. Like I'm I was I am and still am so tired of just when you look up, it's just nothing but phones. Like, oh, well, what are you capturing this for? Are you going to watch this later? Like it's just going to take up space on your phone. So getting into the habit of creating content on the fly is like like that. I got to get into it and, you know, expand what the socials of this podcast is and will be going forward. But on to where you can find JD, you can find him on all social medias at at designated report. Uh, Follow designated report, designated kicks. It's very similar to Bleacher Report, as he says in this episode. So just give it give it a follow. Tell him tell him we sent you. Tell him and them because it's a bunch of it's a literally a group, a media group. Tell them we sent you. And you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod on all social medias besides TikTok. That's My First Kicks on TikTok, which will be back because now I feel better. And if you have a first kicks, my first kicks story. Send it to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. Would love to start reading those and getting more of you listeners involved. I'm sure the listeners will be on an upswing next week. But this week, I bring to you JD. Hey, JD, welcome to the podcast. What's good, my G? Yo, man, we go way back. <laughs> you, actually, <laughs> you, you, you have me on your show uh, for Designated Kicks, right? Facts. I finally got and, an invite to your show. <laughs> I mean, this, is a, this has been a long run in the making. I think I feel like, did I talk to you back then when we were hanging out almost every day about this? Never. Never. No, right? When you say like we me, go way back, like, is, has it been 10 years yet? I think it's close. It's all right. I got, let's see. I was working at Comedy Central in 2014, 15. Oh, wow. Maybe. Okay. So we close. We, we close. seven years, seven years, seven year friendship yeah. where you, where you just constantly yell at me. Like we still playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's, I think it's, it's, I mean, I tell, I used to, I used to tell people all the time where I'll be like, yo, when I was working at Comedy Central, I used to take these breaks and I would just go play basketball during break. Dude, we played for like a good hour and a half, <laughs> you know, but I think that actually the first time I met you in the gym, cause uh, just to fill our audience and I, I used to work mm-hmm. at New York sports club and you used to come in during your lunch break and sometimes mm-hmm. after work. But I remember you come in with like some cement fours. And I'm like, it's a little motherfucker fresh, you know. He got he got some he got some gear on him. And then I don't know how the conversation turned to basketball. And then we just started hitting the courts, acting like we was like the '98 Bulls. <laughs> I mean, we were playing like yo, we were playing like every day. It was crazy every day. Um, but for people who, I mean, for people who aren't familiar with you, uh, introduce yourself. It was good. Uh, JD, full name Gene Dennery. Um, you know, personal trainer. Been training for like 15 years now in the city. And on the side, uh, I manage and help run a social media sports company called Designated Report. So it's almost like Bleach Report. Um, little difference is that like we don't really focus on clickbait. It's more just like specific and very nuanced sports talk. And we have different channels as well, like wrestling and Designated Kicks, which I run solely on that side. And yeah, I run it with a, a few of my boys from college. You know, Corey, you know, you know the fellas. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, Corey. We play a lot of basketball too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's more intense, me or Corey? Nah, Corey's mad intense, bro. Like I remember, I and I was telling my my boy, my because my, I play ball with my coworkers too. So like I was telling, I was telling him, I was like, "Yo, this part," because we I come back now. I'm back in that same area that we used to play ball at. So like. I go, we pass by. I was like, yo, this one time I was playing with this dude that was in the gym. He's a trainer. And this dude is brolic. And he would just <laughs> back me down and tell me, he's like, put your body into me. What's going on? I was just like, was like I am. What do you think? Like, yo, you're that big. Yo, Corey's <laughs> the only dude, like, you can't let him score on you because, like, he'll never stop, dude. Like, he'll never stop. And he'll talk shit throughout the whole game, man. So, yeah, Corey was one of those, man. Yo, I mean, yeah. But, you know. We're not here to talk basketball. Well, not yet. Uh, we're we're going to talk about your first kicks. What's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Man, so, you know, growing up, and I always tell my niece and nephew this, like, how lucky they are nowadays, because these mm-hmm. dudes be getting 10 kicks a year. Right? My, my, you know, my nephew get, like, 10 pairs of sneakers a year, man. Um, mm-hmm. But growing up, you know, we get a little bullshit Ninja Turtles sneakers from Payless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had, like, the LA gears and the lights lasted for like a week and a half. Then they were trash. <laughs> but my first like official kick was the Deion Sanders, the Nike diamond turf, red and black. The first colorway, man. Those were the first official pair. I actually got them from Kings Plaza for all my Brooklyn heads. The mall in Kings Plaza spent like close to a buck. I know my mom was tight, but I knew she was getting her income tax money. So I kind of timed it. <laughs> you know, I timed it perfectly. I'm like, all right, she's going to get the income tax like in April. I got to mm-hmm. get them, bro. So those are like my first official ones. Yo, uh, yeah, the uh, let me give a little synopsis here. I know previous guest Adam Butler also said these were his first pair, but I think I read the wrong description for that one. So I'm gonna give the right one for this one. Okay. The Nike Hair Diamond Turf was originally released in 1993 and was the first signature sneaker for Deion Sanders. Mm. They feature a Velcro uh, brand, brand mid-foot strap, Bylon, which I, I that's the first time I've ever said that word midsole and air sole unit in the heel. They were also retroed from time to time for the first time in 2005, which I think is maybe when you got your pair or no. 
Bro, come on. I'm I'm 37, bro. I got it in 93. What was the first thing right. that I dropped? Yeah, those were, I was in fifth grade. Those were okay, the first okay. pair of sneakers that I got. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've been re- uh, re-released a bunch, but especially like recently, I think last year, or was it last year or, two, or 2020? I think they got, like the OG colorway was dropped again in like one, like between the last like two, three years. Which is crazy because the last two times it got retroed, it didn't go mm-hmm. crazy. No, yeah. I don't think because I mean, and I, I talked about this before, I think it's just like the rarity of a two. Well, it's literally rare. A two sport athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we don't get that anymore. Everybody just picked the one sport. And then Dion is just like this great like him and Bo Jackson. Like we they both got they both got sneakers that were cross trainers. So you're able to mm-hmm. do whatever sport they're doing. And but now like. You know, football shoes, they strictly now Nike's like or Adidas, they just strictly stick to making the actual like cleats for football or like. But this shoe was like, oh, you can you can do whatever you want in this shoe because it can do everything. But in terms of sell, why, why do you think Dion um, Bo Jackson's his cross trainers actually do well in comparison to Dion Sanders? Because they were kind of out. They played around the same time. Mm-hmm. But Bo Jackson I mean, literally just got his retro last year. Yeah, but I think like Bo Jackson's are more of a like it's like an everyday shoe versus like okay the ash the the diamond turf. So it's like you know you got a strap, you got to worry <laughs> about the strap. Like you know, like I feel like any shoes that have straps, you're immediately like okay, this fit like you have to like cater the fit to the strap. That's so facts. Like, I don't th- yeah, I don't think it's like it's not a shoe that you can be like all right, I'm gonna put these on. It's literally like a shoe you gotta be like all right, today's the day I'm gonna wear them. Now let me figure out if I could make a, the strap, like unstrap it, unvelcro. No, let me put it like you, it's it's mad extra stuff. Before it was just like you just worry about the laces, but the Bo, Jansen, Bo Jacksons, you just worry about the laces. Yeah, and the Bo Jacksons yeah. definitely had more suitable colorways too. Because mm-hmm. didn't they remix the Bo Jackson into Saquon sneaker last year? Those went hard. Yeah, I think so. And I think, but for me, it's like the the orange and blue yeah. The Bronco colorway, that's the colorway that's always like classic. Get a pair. Yep. Yeah. Or, or like, and I, and I think like I mentioned it before, but I don't know if maybe you remember this. You remember the combo in, in New York of the Charles Wilson jersey, mm. the Raiders jersey mm-hmm. with the black and black and gray Bo Jacksons. Dude, people don't understand that if you were into jerseys in basketball, the first jersey that 99% of us got was Iverson. That was my first jersey. And for football was the Woodson, Charles Woodson, Raiders black jersey. Those yeah, were like I a th- staple. You had to have those. <laughs> and the only sneakers, the jerseys were so expensive. The only sneaker, you couldn't get Jays with them because the Jays were like damn near 200. You had to get the Bo Jacksons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my high school right there. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, where'd you go to high school? Or like, uh, you, did you grow up in Brooklyn? The grew whole, in, whole time? Yeah, grew up in Brooklyn from Canarsie. So Canarsie, I don't know if you know what that is, but that's like deep in Brooklyn. It's like a two fair zone, man. You got to take a train to a bus on the side mm-hmm. that I live. So everyone knows Canarsie now because that's where Pop Smoke is from. Yeah. You know, so he kind of, quote unquote, put it on the map. He's mm-hmm. like the big celebrity that came out of Canarsie. But yeah, we went to Canarsie High School, man. So I, I went, what, like 99 to 03. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was straight Jays, straight Bo Jacksons and Air Force Ones. That's like that was a staple in high school. That's crazy. Yeah, think, no, bro. It was no New Balances, no Reeboks. You couldn't, you couldn't get away rocking some Reeboks. It was Air Force Ones, yeah. any colorway, right? It was Jordans, Tims, and like mm-hmm. Bo Jacksons. I mean, 
that's that's the least diverse I've heard. Because like when I went to school, because <laughs> when I went to school, it was like I was getting I was seeing everything. But I went to school in uh, Lower East Side, mm-hmm. uh, 14 Union Square, because yeah. Union Square. Yeah. So like Union Square was like one of the worst schools uh, there at that time. And also just like everybody was get like it, it was like no matter how far you got, you got zoned at school if you were like trash at school. So like. <laughs> <laughs> so i got zoned that and i and i lived on the upper east side at the time so i was just like you'd go there and everybody's just wearing like you know whatever's hot literally whatever's hot because like okay so what I'd years see, did you yeah. go to high school uh 2004 to 2008 okay so so right after me so when you said yeah. you were in everything what does that entail like like they were, you would see when the foams came out, people were rocking foams. When the new Jordans came out, people were rocking the new Jordans. But it was all like. But you see, in your in your era of yeah. high school, all those sneakers were getting dropped. Me, not yeah. really though. Like mm. foams at that point, they weren't retroed yet. The only retro, I mean, they came out in '96. It was the blue penny foams. After mm. that, they didn't get retro till you started high school. So we didn't even get the option. It's not that we hated it. That's like literally that's all that came out was Air Force Ones. Um, dunks too but we didn't go too hard with the dunks mm-hmm. and tims and jordans no yeah yeah i mean you got a point i just think it's like it's also just like i feel like during your time it was like air forces were the giant like you you just had to rock air forces mm-hmm. if not then you were just like you done because like i remember just like going to school and rocking a pair of I used to just rock only just like low black Air Forces. I've said this before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to admit it, but yeah. It was about that life. (laughs) Yeah, it was about that life. Before they were stigmatized. But I think it's just like, once you, once you, once you, like, that's like the, you, like you, you're not, you're not, you're not in the, in the know, but you're not also the bum in school. You're just like, you're like, I'm coasting through the middle. I don't want nobody to make fun of me for my sneakers. I'm go, I'm good. Yeah, and I mean, all you needed back in the day was some Air Forces and like a 5X white tee. I had like 20 <laughs> pairs. Yeah, you can get off every day wearing a white tee back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's as, crazy. As long I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I don't know like what kind of bleach my mom was using because right. like, I, like, I, or like, I don't understand. Like, because mad dudes were wearing mad white tees. White tees. And, and I was like, but it's just like, are you buying new packs or are you, Bam. you just got like that good Clorox nah. method? What we did is <laughs> you go to the mall, you get the Hanes five pack, the three pack of the five pack. And every two, three weeks you rotate. So, you know, five days of school, you're like, all right, I'm going to bust three white tees this week. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, don't forget the basketball shorts under oh, the my. jeans. We, yo, we was born ready. Yo, <laughs> when they say, yo, uh, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. I was born yeah. ready, bro. I had the, the 4X jeans with the 5X tee and the and one basketball shorts underneath, ready to hoop at any time. And then, I mean, has, has, that, has that ever happened? Say, everybody's been like, have you ever been like, you know what, I'm going home? And then somebody goes, yo, you want to go ball? Thanks, all the time. Yeah. I mean, from my house to the high school, there was at least like two or three parks. So there'd be times we'd be like, yo, let's go shoot some jumpers. Everybody had their shorts ready to go. Everybody, bro. But you know how wild that is? Like, imagine you after you ball and you put your pants back on and you go to some shorty crib. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like the park and every crazy, day, the whole man. day. You smell like the whole day and the school. And, and you know what was big? Like, while we like Air Forces too, um, mm-hmm. it was a big thing. Uh, we used to tie our jeans into our sneakers. I don't know. I never, I know. Oh, was that, that was, no. Bro, I couldn't do that. We used to cuff the jeans at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And then tie them. 
And then so it would overlap. The gene would overlap the laces in the front. So you would actually tie the laces into the jeans, bro. Yeah, we was bucking. We was wild boys out. <laughs> that is not that's not good <laughs> that's not a good look <laughs> like there's no i feel like i remember I, you've never seen that no no, no no i was trying to say i'm trying to say okay. i did it one time right because i saw somebody <laughs> was like yo yo this is the new thing because like i don't know i don't know it because you, you saying i went to school after you so like there was this moment where lacing was like a thing so like people would just get really into lacing their shoes. So you can be rocking whatever cheap sneaker, but if your laces were crazy, nah. you'd get props. Nah, nah, and nah, I was nah. just like, nah, I never got into that. Like dudes were making like checkered boards, like braids None and of stuff that, bro. on the shoes. None of that. And they'll be rocking like some DCs from like $40 DCs. Never, DCs. never, <laughs> never. But that, that, that was a moment. So I was like, I, I saw somebody, I was looking up, oh, lacing methods. And somebody was just like, oh, just tie Like this used to be a thing, tie the, tie your jeans into into your into your shoes into your laces and i tried it i was like man this is terrible and i and I've, I've never did it i mean the the issue with that is you'd need the perfect pair of jeans to do it you couldn't it couldn't just be any I mean, regular old era, jean but this is the era of like gerbas and oh my God. pepe jeans you see like. me i'm built like kevin durant i'm a long yeah. lengthy dude bro my <laughs> jeans were like 38 <laughs> Body your bones with the strap, like niggas thought I was ready for war, son. Like, <laughs> like I went yo, through, yo, my, my jeans were crazy. So, like, imagine tying that up with your sneakers. Like, <laughs> they used to look at me like, yo, he ready for war, man. But that was yo, the, yo. that was the Brooklyn thing, though, man. That's how you never get robbed. Never. Like, <laughs> um, but like, so did you go to college in New York City too? Bro, Long Island University, downtown yeah, Brooklyn. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Downtown I Brooklyn, I, man. I don't know how he did that. I don't know. Because like I, to to me, I because I had a friend that lived next to next to there because he lives in the projects that was right there. For a green project. You know, for a green project. That's what yeah. I called that. Yeah. <laughs> so I would go, we would go to his crib and I would pass by Long Island University all the time. I'm like, it's Long Island University, but we're in Brooklyn. It was the Brooklyn campus. <laughs> so the main campus is in Long Island, but yeah. this was, the, uh, which is CW Post. But the Brooklyn mm-hmm. campus was, you know, downtown Brooklyn. So it was like an offshoot. And they had, that section had like specific majors. Like we have one of the biggest pharmacy programs in that college. And mm-hmm. we had like a, like a great sports medicine Um program there so that's what mm-hmm. me and Corey and the other guys did we majored in sports medicine yeah and so like was that i mean since it's still in the city mm-hmm. did you was it was there even like a sneaker community there oh my like, god yo so it, it's funny you say that because literally it's on flatbush avenue right mm-hmm. but down the block is fulton yeah. so that whole strip of fulton they had all these stores right that were basically like you walk in it was sneakers in the front and then like jewelry in the back Oh, I see. I was thinking, I was thinking because this is why right? I, I segue to this right? because I was I was I was always made fun, making fun of like the jewelry in the front mm-hmm. and then the sneakers in the back. Vice versa. It was both. Yeah, it was both. So you, depending on which I don't know how those stores stayed in competition with each other because there's literally Me one neither. on every single block. And yeah. we had like a foot locker. So a lot of my Air Forces and dunks that I got during my college years were there, you know, mm-hmm. so they were the original fight club and stadium goods before anything because they always had like you know every jays imaginable but with a markup but those markup yeah. prices wasn't what we saw today you Mm-mm. know but a markup was like high was like 300 yeah now it was like a dunk be like 480 and that's like that's like that's like 
a pair of 11s at out of the jewelry store Thanks. and you were getting them early they would Man, be like yo three yeah weeks you get them like yeah three weeks mm-hmm. four weeks early and i remember dudes be like yeah yo you just got to go to fulton and you just pay a little bit extra and you, you get that joint early right there so the, the crazy thing about fulton is like it's half and half right it's like one side mm-hmm. expensive apartments but it's also the hood so mm-hmm. like we'd walk up fulton bro i'd be five deep because i wasn't <laughs> gonna get fam i wasn't gonna get camp like caught slipping so when i was in college that's when the DMP package came out. It was the 11s oh, and yeah. the 6s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Fulton, the cop mines, but I made sure I had like four dudes with me. <laughs> what, what, what did you tell them? You were just like, yo, come pull up. I need we, we all got it, bro. We all oh, had yeah. our bread. We saved our yeah. bread up and we pulled up and they had them early, you know, so we paid out of pocket. I remember we was counting them up and we got our <laughs> DMP pack and then we went right back to the college. You know what like, was what was your first job to oh, well what was the what was the job that you were like yo I'm a, now I'm gonna I'm pay for these kicks Target with I, I worked these at Target how the hell did you how the hell did you because if if that shoe dropped what was Mar, what was uh, re, uh, retail price for that three fifty three fifty right? yeah mm-hmm. and then plus whatever they're charging yeah it'd be like four something facts four fifty yeah so like how how did you do that with on a Target job no so the thing with Target right like yeah from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I basically worked 12 hour shifts, right? But then mm-hmm. what people don't understand, like we had all the website with the release dates, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember 23 is back was big back in the day, right? Yeah. I used to be on Nike Talk. So they're mm-hmm. like, yo, in six months, the, the DMP package is coming out. I'm like, oh, bet. Every paycheck, put a hundo to the side. Mm-hmm. And then by the time these joints come, like I'll go with 600 if I need it. You feel me? So yeah. stacked it up. At that time, minimum wage was like seven twenty-five, you mm-hmm. know. But I was, like I said, I was getting like thirty-something hours a week, so it wasn't hard at all to save up to get those kicks, man. <laughs> and, I, and I wanted them. No, yeah, I think it's just like once you put into that into that uh, predicament, you definitely gonna grind to get what you want to get. Yeah, and I and I think it's just like. I don't know if that's a mentality that we have now in the current sneaker game where people are just like, I'm a grind to get what I'm going to get. It's like more of like, I have the money right now. I'm going to pay whatever price is asking for it right now. You know what I mean? I mean, I think, bro, when I calculate these sums, I'm like, where are these little kids getting this bread at? Because a lot of no. them don't even work. So is it their parents that just stacked up? Everybody, everybody in the sneaker game has a parent that is stacked up, successful man. right now. Right? <laughs> they're all CEOs and they're like, <laughs> their kids is just like, yeah, I'm just trying to get a Supreme drop. Can you give me a couple for like four thousand dollars? You're like, man, imagine, imagine because you and you and mm-hmm. you a new father. Your, your, your child comes up to you and goes, Dad, I want to get these new Jordans. Can mm-hmm. I get five hundred dollars? All right. If you want me to be honest with you. Yeah, if he really <laughs> wanted them, yeah, I'm gonna give it to him. Uh-huh. Because that's why, like, when I have conversations with, with my girl or some of my friends, when they're like, "Yo, you're 37, why are you still buying so much kicks?" I tell them, any kicks, especially Jay's original colorways that I couldn't get as a kid, I'm gonna uh-huh. get them as a grown adult. You feel me? So yeah. any sneaker, whether it's the Concours, whether it's the ones that I missed out growing up. So, and sneakers is my thing, you know? So if mm-hmm. he takes up after that and he wants to be a sneakerhead, you know, I'd rather him come to me like, yo, let me get 500 so I can get a sneaker flipping business. I'll be <laughs> even more happy. Yeah. You know, but a lot of times that's what these kids are doing. They're getting money from their parents to start their business. Like the Benjamin Kicks and, you know, all these other, you know, CEO sons, they're getting this bread to start their own business and flipping, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
It, that's that's an interesting aspect to it because it wasn't like this before where you know you'd see as sneakers is more of a commodity or like a way of being like i'm gonna start off business and i think back then it, it, it felt a little bit more pure in terms of that of just being like i just want these kicks let me go get them let me try to get them let me see what i can how i can get them but see you know? i look this is the thing right whenever we have this discussion i'm always 50 50 because mm-hmm. if you said as a college kid gene you're making 725 an hour but if you go online for those concords that you pay buck fifty for, and now you can flip mm-hmm. them for four fifty, five hundred, six hundred, I would have signed up for that, mm-hmm. right? So it's just like we're giving, the, we're allowing these kids to be entrepreneurs at an early age, right? Yeah. It sucks that you know nowadays I can't even get a pair of Barclays that I want, bro. Mm-hmm. That's how bad the sneaker game. A pair of pennies that four years ago nobody cared about, I can't even get them now. But then I also respect the hustle. I mean, listen, I have my take. I talk about it a lot on here. My take is like, I just don't pay resale. I, don't, I feel like I feel like I sure, you know, like maybe like if, if I'm a re- if I'm reselling a shoe, of course, I'm going to try to get the high for it mm-hmm. because I'm trying to I'm trying to make money. Right. But if it's like, you know what, I'm going to just make this my career and just be like, I'm going to just sell sneakers all the time and I'm going to just try to figure out ways to just stock up on sneakers and sell sneakers. Then it's just like, I'm trying to get you for as low as you can get. I'm going to wait till you sit on this stock so that you have to release, you have to sell it for like $20 under and I'm going to get on, I'm going to get it from you. That is my point. thing, right? Like mm-hmm. when you say that you don't buy like resale prices. Okay, mm-hmm. for example, you know I sneak out. Uh, I want to drop some bread on the Travis Scott one lows, the white and brown ones that came out over mm-hmm. the summer. They're clean. I mm-hmm. finally saw them in person like a few days ago. They're clean, and I think they're going for like eighteen hundred, right? Right. I wouldn't spend eighteen hundred, but let's say it dropped down to like six or seven hundred, I'd be willing to spend that. Mm-hmm. So when you say you don't spend on retail, is it like you mean at all or at all? Wow, like like so a hundred dollars over retail, you're not spending. Nah, you're bugging. I'm not bugging. You're bugging, bro. I'm not bugging. Come on, bro. There's a, there's a couple shoes that recently released, and I'm just like, I'm like, I've even think about it, be like, yeah, because I want the Faust SBs, I want the Huff SBs, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at it, I'm just like, all right, these these prices aren't like crazy, crazy. It's like sixty over, and I'm still like, nah, I don't want to do it, bro. See, <laughs> you're the type of dude that don't put shit into context, right? <laughs> Yeah, motherfuckers will buy a coffee for $10. <laughs> but bitch bought $30 acting price for sneakers that you're going to have for years. Listen, I get that. Right? right? We live in New York City. Yeah. You'll go, get a, you'll go out with your boys and get a cocktail for like $20. <laughs> right? Let's put things uh-huh. into perspective. Right. Right? You'll go, if you're a movie guy, right? You, like, uh-huh. you love movies. You're going to go see Wakanda. Uh-huh. You pay $20 for the ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 for the Pepsi, 10 for the popcorn, <laughs> 10 for the Skittles. You just spent your 60. So why wouldn't you get on a sneaker that you really like that's going to be there for years? Because I think the experience of it, maybe I didn't want the shoe that bad is what I always say. It's like, I always think it was just like, it's like if you, if the sneaker is for me, then it's going to be when I want to get it, then I'm going to get it. Right. So like, so say if I wait out, right, I wait out for the Faustus Beast to drop for 100 to go somebody's like you know what i'm gonna let these go a hundred dollars on on uh goat right now Mm -hmm. and i cop them i feel like it's a bigger win because i waited it out and then i finally got them i could i could see your point there 
You know but, what I mean? But like, for me, it just depends on how much over resell it is. If it's like. Right. I'm not. I, but I'm saying like, you know, listen, the odds of those Cactus Jacks dropping, oh, dropping nah. to, to 600 nah, is nah, like. Nah, nah. Yeah. Because nah. like <laughs> that's always going to go for the high. Right. Never, this bro. is not this is not crypto. It's not going to crash like that. Nah. Like it's going to crash. Sneakers are going to crash. Yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not going to crash like that. All the high stuff is going to stay high. But like all the offshoot shit that like people are just like, I'm copping mass quantities to, to restrict the market is that's when it's just yeah. like, all right, these are going to dip. But like like shoes like that or like shoes of limited quantity, I think is is definitely more of like, yo, you know, is this is perspective like you're saying perspective like do i want this shoe bad enough and i feel like there is like there's always going to be another shoe after right this is not going to be like in terms of like the faustus be this may not be his only collaboration because it did sell well like but all shoes sell well in this in this instance you know so like he's going to get another shoe i'll try to get that one like you know what i mean speaking of crash did your sneakers app crash for the lost and founds oh yeah i I was. I tried hard. I did. I, so I wanted those. <laughs> I wanted those, and and I really wanted the Alma Manier fours. But I was at I was at Complex Con, and I was spending too much money. So I was just like, listen, I saved myself because I would have been came, coming back to a negative bank account when I landed. <laughs> when I landed Tuesday, and so I was just like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. So. I didn't get a chance to, and I did want to buy some sneakers. So, uh, shout out to my boy Jimmy. He uh, hooked me up with a with the with the pair of uh, Pata Converses that dropped. Yo, that, I'm actually looking at the the Pata New Balances. It was like the pink and green uh-huh. joints that came out uh-huh. about a year and a half ago. Those were yeah. fire. But I don't know, why, I, yo, why Nike keep playing with us though, bro? <laughs> Listen, I don't think it's Nike. Right? Bro. I think it's. Oh I think God. it's. I'm not. Just, I'm not caping for them, but I think it's like. You got to see it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The they can only build a system that can handle what it's going to handle, right? Uh, so like they got you. Know you. What I'm they, they got you. No, no, they bro. got you. No. You so know like why, you, you know why I'm gonna debunk that real quick. Why? Go ahead. I guarantee you, right now, as of this minute, mm-hmm. Amazon is processing 20 million orders right now as we talk. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, you think, uh, listen, we know Nike think has the it. money. No, I know you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, Nike has the money to create, you know, a stream, like a, a seamless transaction on over. Of over course they do. App, right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. But they don't maybe they're not having they don't have the right people. Maybe the servers that they're doing, the servers that they're buying yeah. don't can't handle it. Right. But like, listen, they're stress testing the stuff a million times. Right. But it doesn't actually account for how many proxies are coming in and all this other back end stuff that I know about. But like, I don't think it's like if, if bots are like going crazy, like, so say we, we know that this release was going to be a crazy release. Right. And everybody knows that this release is going to be a crazy release. So they, at the same time, before all, before this drop, they were working it, right. They were doing these different releases for all these shoes until this drop. And it's always like, this is how we know this is going to work, right? So then they finally get to Lost and Found. Everybody, every reseller knows that they're going to make a ton of money off the shoe. So they're just like, you know what? We're just going to get mad. So so say for like a, every 100 reseller, it's 100 bots per. Before, when it was like five bots a reseller or something like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, the, they, it's they, different. They got they got my brother. They, they got you <laughs> drinking the juice. No, bro. Let, me, let me break it down. You know why that's BS? Why? Go ahead. Nike's the type of company that values their reputation, right? Mm-hmm. These guys, if you ever read any sneaker book and 
different sections on how they created a sneaker, like let's say the foam posits. These dudes will go to the end of the earth to go get the best material for some new technology. Correct? Right. Right. So you mean to tell me little Billy in his basement with one computer or phone has enough resources to do whatever he's doing on these app against a trillion dollar company like Nike that has the best engineers, best technology, best whatever you need. Come on, bro. Stop the cat, man. But it's it's Stop little the cat, Billy, bro. It's little Billy times five million. But you're so no, like, but, no, but no, like, no, like, no, no. But that's not true, because, again, Google how much Amazon processes and sells every minute. If okay. you're t- like even for something like Black Friday, like Walmart.com made three hundred million dollars mm-hmm. on Black Friday. This company made this. So they have the technology to, com- to combat. Even if it was a million people trying to get the lost and found. I mean, you can't tell me that Nike don't have don't have the technology to combat that, bro. It's like, what's that saying? Any press is good press or whatever. Even yeah. bad press is good press. Yeah, like, any I think press is good press. I think they just they just riveting in the fact that we're going crazy for it because logistically they can't sit down and break to me how they're having issues with but- Negro's app. But it's it's not even because it's like that shoe was supposed to be an easy get for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it, what happens like with Full Locker or okay, DTLR this morning, DTLR this morning. I tried this morning, and they were all gone immediately. But and the site messed up. But but you're not comparing DTLR to a site. But I'm like just Nike, saying, right? I'm just saying. No, I'm not. I'm oh, just saying that. Okay. That this is how many people are going for it, that. It's it's literally. It's one of those. It's one of those. It's extremely hard to get because everybody's going for the what, same thing. What What's Nike's best selling sneaker every single year? Probably. I don't even know. Let me see. I gotta think. I want to say it's not the Air Force One. No, no. Nike's uh, best selling sneaker, and the CEO said that every December. When whatever 11s drop yeah. is their most sales for the whole oh, year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right? Mm-hmm. So think about it. If they can process over a, a half a million pairs of the Cool Grace, of the Concords, you're going to see the Cherry 11s. They got, we're going to have a report saying that they sold close to a million pairs of the Cherry 11. And it's seamless. These past five Christmas, I've got the Cool Grace sitting in my closet right now, bro. Mm-hmm. And they said that they sold the most Cool Grace. That's the most 11 sold in the history. And every year it keeps on breaking the record. So why can't we do it for a half a million lost and found ones? I, I got, I don't got answers for you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got the answers. I don't got the answers on okay, for that one specifically. Okay, but then, bro. What they, I'm just saying they is that they playing, but, us, but it's also a shoe. I, I, I would think like you have to look at it like this. A Chicago colorway Jordan is going to bring out everybody and their mother. Right. Versus a cool gray 11 is my I, like the most. You got to rec- give me the you most gotta, uh, recognizable sneaker in the history of sneakers is the uh-huh. Michael Jordan Concord 11s. OK, the 11s are the most sought, sought after sneakers from casuals, uh-huh. you know, to to sneak words to non sneak words. The 11 means something else. Even Jordan yes. himself, he said, like, yo, the threes and the 11s, they mean something different to me not everyone can get a three or 11 he has to mm-hmm. rock with you and we see right. that they're dealing with it seamlessly so don't tell me they can't do it for the lost and founds bro but i mean like look what happened with the trophy rooms like the trophy that's rooms. what i'm saying which one the trophy room ones 
Oh, come on, man. He backdoored them. That's what happened. <laughs> but they still dropped on, on sneakers and they went crazy too on that too. It's what I'm saying. Like that Chicago colorway as on the one, like it's super iconic. So everybody and their mom's going to try to get it. Right. And that's that. that And that becomes a trickle down where the resellers are like, oh, we know everybody's going to want to get it. Let's try to get as many pairs as possible. Right. So out of the 300,000 that were released on the app or whatever, right? Because the other 200,000 200, were split through through Full Locker and all the other stores, right? Those dropped on Nike and everybody's just like, all the, all the people, all the resellers are just like, we're just going to try to get them all. And that's what happens, right? It's the same thing that happens with like any Travis Scott drop. That's why it's always a hassle to try to get bro, them. But bro, you, but theoretically, you're still making my point. I'm saying that if half a million pairs... <laughs> Or, or 300,000 pairs were sold on sneakers that, but I'm telling you every December they have close to a million pairs being sold of the concourse or cool grades and those sell out as well. So that tells you that the app can handle the volume. But I'm telling you their way, they're doing two different ways of dropping those shoes because they drop those over time. They drop the 11s over time. It's not one drop. It's like we do Jordan reserve drop. We do this job. They're not doing a Jordan reserve for the ones they did. The Jordan reserve. Dro- yes, they did. No, they do. They the Jordan Reserve is when they drop the shoe and then they drop the then they do all the returns and they drop they drop they that. Did the they Jordan, haven't done that. They did. They the didn't Jordan, do that with the Jordan ones. I'm pretty sure they did, bro. Nah, not the sure? Lost and Founds. I'm a thousand percent. They haven't done that yet. Because then we would have everybody would have been like, "Yo, they're dropping again." Like you know what I mean? Okay. It was. It was. They did. They did the. Um, What's the you've been selected that access yeah, early yeah. access drop? They did that, okay. and then they just they then they did the teasing the drops, and then that's it. So like, at the same time, it's like, you know, they're gonna these 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 uh, bot users are gonna overload the server to try to get in there. As the, that's the big difference because you can't do that for Jordan Reserve drops, and you can't do that for early releases. So the only only moment that they got is whenever they drop on sites. So that's what I'm saying. I was going to say, but I was going to say like the early, early. I don't know if were you on sneakers apps on the the sneaker app when it first dropped. Bro, like when I had I had a timer set. And then, yeah, I'm t- no, I'm talking about like the, the early, early days of sneakers app, because it's funny because now we have to talk about it like that. Because so when sneakers app like tw- dropped, 2015, 2015, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, when like I've been, yeah, that's when I've been on when you had mm-hmm. to get the when you had to get the link to get invited into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I did that. And I think that was a different time or a different moment where you had to be selected. And I feel like they need to bring that shit back because like if everybody's having. You know, the access to make a new account and just jump right in. I think like it needs to be like you have to have, you know, an account older than a year or something like that. That's when you start thinking. That's when I'd be like, OK, now we're now we're smartly yeah. thinking. But right now it's just like we need to sell everything. So just whatever. Let it all happen. That's that's how I see it as. Bro, they have the capabilities, man. <laughs> they have the capability. That's all I'm just saying. All right. All right. Let's move, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so like, you know, you you. Since you're taking the reins of designated kicks, like mm-hmm. what what is and you 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 post a lot of content on there. What is I guess your thoughts on sneaker content and like what what do you feel is the route that people who are making sneaker content should take? Ooh, that's a that's a tough question because like sneaker content, I feel like if you didn't establish yourself early in the game, like let's say six, seven, mm-hmm. eight years ago. It's uh-huh. tough now, right? There's a million pages and 
Instagram is gonna their algorithm is gonna push the account that they want. Like like we're both content creators, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like one reason I like your podcast is like I feel like there's an original story and your content is good. But I bet you if you was making videos of eating Cheerios out of like the Cherry Elevens, uh-huh. you'd probably get more views than what you're posting now. Same thing with me, right? Like I like uh-huh. to curate a certain way, like some throwback stuff, some history stuff things that are up and coming and releasing, but it's just tough to navigate through all the traffic that you have in sneaker content. Like, can we name three or four sneaker content creators that we really think are super original and just like are refreshing every time you see it? I think it's only like that. What's that dude named Jock Slade? Oh, Jock, I mean, Jock's cool. I like Jock, but I don't really watch his content that much, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, But he is probably... Sometimes it don't pop up though. Nah, yeah, it's true. For me, I mean, I'd probably say Nacho, Nacho's Average Finds. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my homie Morgan, I like the way he does his things, but that's TikTok. Uh, Private Selection, I think I like their Private stuff. Selection. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jock's cool. I also even think like he just like, takes a, he takes a very like, nerdy approach to it, is my thing. But it's different, though. That, yeah, that's the is. thing right it's just like at least he's doing it his way and it's different mm-hmm. right and it's like the same way like you can watch a um like an anthony bourdain right how many travel shows cooking travel shows are there a bunch but his bunch. style is different because no, yeah he was just original he was straightforward like he'll spit the food out if you think that shit is nasty mm-hmm. you feel me and job has his own lane where he'll talk about the technology behind it in a nerdy way which is kind of cool like you know it's not cheesy with it but with that being said, like, what is the direction that us content creators have to go? And that's what I struggle with designated kicks all the time. Like, mm-hmm. now they want reels. So, I mean, I got to find 10 reels a day to post. I mean, I don't. I just post them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's probably why it's probably why the page only has like 400 followers for me. But yeah, I, I just don't. But, I don't know. But, I don't I don't feel like my bad. Now you go ahead. No, I, I think the only way that we can escape that is. One, just keep doing what you're doing now. And then people have to see you in person. Right? Like you just came back from Complex Con as you getting your face out there, but were you also promoting and pumping your show? Yeah, every minute I got right? <laughs> every chance so, I got. Yeah. Like if I was with you, I would have been like, walk up to this dude, I'm gonna hold the camera, and then you do a segment. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I what's mean, sne- what's that was the you? plan, right? That was the plan, bro. But that's but that's and that from that way, that person wants to see themselves like on your page and then they'll repost it and then it's organic. And then now, you know, one or two or three of those events, people will get familiar with you and they'll see you like before I had a kid or whatever. Every Sunday, if you ever saw designated kicks, I used to walk around Soho and anybody that had a fire sneak, I'll take their picture and tag them. Like, OK, you got the ALD beef and rocks. Those are fire. Click. Yo, let me get your name. And then they would repost it. So I did that for like a good two, three months. The traction was crazy and it wasn't cheesy with it. But Mm -hmm. I think moving forward, like what you're doing now, you just got to get out there more. The complex con, you know, the pop ups for ALD, the pop ups for Kith, this sneaker thing. And and that's how you navigate through it. Nah, yeah, I think I think it's like it's definitely tougher now. And it's more more, what I like to base my content is around just like genuine, like being genuine and Mm -hmm. and what I'm true to and more of just like, you know, sharing stories. And, you know, because that's what that's what got us back, like got 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 us into this community of like Mm -hmm. 
oh, I want to collect sneakers or, or just like, oh, I like this sneaker for this. So what does it mean to you? It means different to everybody else that's listening to this. It means different. It means something different to anybody that's wearing it. So like, you know, that's that's what I like to base my content. In. And it's hard to do that. And this is what I was struggling with a little bit. It's hard to do that, to go to somebody and be like, can I have. 10 seconds every time to explain this, but because everything comes into like five minutes or like somebody's like talks to me for like a good two, three minutes. And it's like, okay, now I can't like, you can't do like, cause what TikTok or IG tells you, it's like, you want it to be short and sweet uh, each time. Right. So bro, but you you can do that though. No, I know. I'm just saying it's tough to do that. Right. And then, and do that consistently every day and go outside and do it is what I'm saying. Because I mean, if I want meaningful content, it's going to be like 10 hours of filming, right? Nah, and it'd nah, be like, I got to sl- slice this down. Now, nah, look, last, <laughs> last summer, we went to a Mets game. Uh, one of our boys played for the Brewers at the time. So they were in town and there was like a one hour rain delay. So me and my boy, Sean, did the same thing. We went and we were just asking people like, yo, who's your favorite Met of all time? Mets player of all time. And they'll come on. Yo, we love Mike Piazza. Bro, 30 seconds. Bang. On to the next one. On to the next one. So it's just. Right. But if I go to somebody in the street and I go, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? You're going to give me a diatribe. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because I was we tried this at ComplexCon and okay. people were just going off. Really? Because it's a great question. I mean, not to boast myself, but mm-hmm. it's a people every time I've asked them, and this is what I'm saying, like at ComplexCon, which is which is why we don't have. I mean, the plan was to go there to film a ton of content for the podcast. Right. And it, it just it got a little crazy when we got there because I, I would I I was just people were noticing me and I was like having conversations. So the conversations took longer. And mm-hmm. so like I couldn't film what I wanted to film. I couldn't stop people. People were just like rushing to go to things. And it was just a big thing. Like I have to you have to definitely be a lot more uh, planned out, like have a mic, like have a have a like an actual mic to stop Facts. people yeah. and stuff like that. So like definitely next year is going to be a little a lot of bit different. But last year I was like, I, all right, I have this plan for this year. And it was just like, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, it, like stopping somebody. And and this is what I was doing. It was I was I was talking to people and I was just like, yo, I'm going to come around. Like if I see you on the floor, I'm going to ask you. But I was already asking them the question earlier. And they would give me like I would they would suck me in for like a five minute conversation. I'd be like, yo, so what's your first kicks like? And then because I do a podcast about my your people's first kicks, I interview you interview somebody every week. And they were just like, oh, yo, my first kicks. It was a uh, uh, Jordan four uh, cement. And then they would be like, yo. And then this time I went down to to, you know, nah. Nike town. And then nah. and I next, was just like, next time, next time you got to be like, yo, yo, in 30 seconds or less, tell me what your first <laughs> hype sneakers was <laughs> give them that cue give mm-hmm. them that yo let me get 20 seconds in 20 mm-hmm. seconds or less what was the best sneakers purchase you ever had and then they'll be like oh lost the <laughs> ones and then bang, thank you keep it moving i mean it was that i already had three questions i was gonna ask right i was gonna ask them i was gonna ask people around the floor what's your first kicks right um second was what does a grail mean to you and then the third one was going to be uh what was your first job when you get what to for, what was the first job you got and what was the first pair that you buy with that money? Mm-hmm. That was the that was the questions. And uh, yeah, it just it felt it fell through. I definitely 
listen, I mean, we can plan something after <laughs> this, but I definitely think like if you want to like the next time there's a sneaker con or something like that, we can just like we can go. We can I'm in do it. something together. Yeah, you got to be aggressive with it, man. That switch got to be turned on. <laughs> the switch is always on. Listen, <laughs> if anybody sees me, right, if anybody sees me on the street at this point, I think they're probably tired of me talking about my podcast. But it's funny because the and we talked about this earlier is this like. The, the way this algorithm works on Instagram, I have people telling me, and I'm about to be 100 episodes in, and people are like, you have a podcast? I'm yeah. like, I'm like 100 episodes in, and I promote it everywhere. Even if you talk to me for like five minutes, I'm always like, yeah, yo, I have a sneaker, I have a sneaker podcast. And it's, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, look, and I've told you this before, like even on your IG page, I feel like every episode that you have, you should post five clips from that one episode. You know, post a one clip, one clip a week ain't ain't going to cut it in, in, in this day and age, you know, but you have to post, I'd say, five clips, different sections of, of, of each episode. And then that way they'll have at least five days out of the week that, you know, you have some specific content up, you know, like even with designated report, if you go to the page, it's like we don't go a day without posting something like we getting up at least five posts a day. And that's the only way you sustain it. Once you start going a few days, few days, the algorithm picks it up. And it's just like, then you're shooting blanks, you know, but it's a tough game because everybody and their mother got a podcast. Everybody got a YouTube channel. Yeah. Everybody got like some form of business that they're trying to promote. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's tough. I just think like, you know, if you have a unique, unique idea, I feel like you should be able to be shining a little bit more. But it, I mean, that's just me being biased. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You're one of these dudes, man. Just like me, but I feel like you're a little bit more. You're well connected. Yeah, I mean, right. So I'm not going to deny that, but yeah, you're, you're very well connected. I'll be <laughs> looking at your gram like, okay, this dude knows some people. So mm -hmm. what you got to do is like, instead of talking to everyone, talk to the right one. No, I mean that's what it's based around. I mean, you talking what to I'm the saying? right ones. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, uh, and I think it's just. You know, some of these, some of some of the people that I am connected to, I've already hit up weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, since you're on here, I'm a, and I didn't announce who episode 100 is. I'm a, I'm a Thanks, announce bro. it. It's <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine. But you have the first name. You have the first name correct on that. And I have for episode 100, I have Dave Ortiz as my guest the creator of dqm the the bacons it's crazy okay you guys already shot it yeah it's already uh, weeks ago oh, okay <laughs> okay wait so what episode is this this is episode 99 oh you should have brought me off for the 100 man i would have spit some bars no now <laughs> this is your episode now you gotta spit some bars now Nah, I'm not ready, man. <laughs> I need that hundred episode swag. No. <laughs> nah, man, hundred episode. I had to, I had to interview my one of my idols. So nice. I, I, I picked the, I, you know, you're not my idol. Sorry. No, no, no. On the basketball court, I am though. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Dude calling me, dude calling me Jordan out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. That was E. E was on the court call. You Jordan. <laughs> got video. I got video, and we still have. I think you posted it, or I forgot. I think it's on somebody's Instagram that me blocking me blocking E at the on the court. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely on my answer. I got to go look at those. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, all right. So since we're back on basketball and stuff like that, uh, I remember you told me uh, the PG ones. And I've been telling people all the time, the PG mm-hmm. ones are the most basketball, most comfortable basketball sneakers you've worn. Facts. But so I, so I, I actually, know, so I actually is one of the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. All right. So is the Nike 2K Force. So if you want to Google that, you can pull that up. No, I right? know what those look like. Right, with, the straps, the, with yeah, the straps just... in the front. Mm-hmm. So what people don't know, those were Kobe's first sneakers, mm-hmm. but because of the rape allegation, they didn't promote it as such. That's number Jesus. one. Number two, the AirPod, um, the Nike phone posit pearls mm-hmm. or phone posits. What people don't understand with the phone posits is at the more you play in it, it gets warm and it really molds onto mm-hmm. your feet. So after you break them in, bro, phenomenal. They're not as heavy as people think, right? Third, I'd say is the Kyrie fours. And fourth is the, the PG ones. The PG ones, bro. I, I, I put them bad boys on with the Chelsea Pierce. <laughs> I thought I was Paul George that day. Bro. Like, <laughs> that's one of the best basketball sneakers ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What were, I mean, were you on teams growing up? Were you, Believe I know, that. I was going to say like, I mean, I think I asked you about this before, but yeah, because you, I think you said you played baseball. Baseball. Right? Yeah. yeah. Your sport was baseball. Sport was baseball, but you know, we're from New York. Mm-hmm. So the thing about baseball, if you don't have a group of friends to play baseball, you can't play baseball. You can't go and practice baseball by yourself, right? Basketball, you can pick up that rock mm-hmm. and you can get busy. Whether you were friends or whether you were dolo. So growing up, my backyard actually had a Fisher Price hoop, mm-hmm. right? But I had a real basketball. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can make a shot, it had to be a perfect shot, perfect release. So imagine like 10 years shooting in that hoop. So when I go <laughs> onto the regular court, like motherfuckers think I'm Ray Allen. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I used to shoot in a Fisher Price hoop with a regulation basketball. Yeah. Money, money, 100 jump mm-hmm. shots a day, you know? But nah, like the team thing, nah, I never did team basketball. Like it just, I never wanted to commit to those things, man. You know, like I was a real video game dude. Mm-hmm. I, I played sports, but like the only team, and I only did it for like one year was like baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, I was also, I was also wondering this, but have you ever like, you know, did a lineup? You ever did? You ever, you ever oh, camped out overnight for a pair? Never. Never, so, bro. So you were just straight Fulton Street and that was it. So two things. <laughs> yeah. One is just like me growing up in Brooklyn at that time, like my parents wasn't allowing me to camp out, bro. Like I got Haitian parents, bro. They, <laughs> yo, I tell them I'm lining up for some sneakers. They be like, yo, you could go live in the street. Like that's mm-hmm. what my pops would tell me. Like that wasn't happening. And two, again, man, like in Brooklyn back in the day, you taking a chance camping out. That was a chance, bro. If you wasn't certified, like to to go to certain hoods to camp out for mm-hmm. some sneakers, like I done seen or heard about kids just lining up, waiting as soon as they come out with their concourse. Oops, let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, my, yeah, my, my cousin, my cousin got his mm. cool gray nines taken right from his foot. What? How? Oh, come on, bro. And my cousin, like six one, six two, mm. he was a big kid, mm-hmm. right? He had them. First day he wore it, got off the train, waiting for the transfer. Another train, three dudes came up to him. And you know, there's times where you see hood dudes that like, you know, it ain't going to go well. 
But it was like, yo, my man, come up off those kicks or it's a wrap. <laughs> and he came off those kicks. That's crazy. First That's... they on first they on feet. Cool gray nines. <laughs> oh my god i mean he probably had the whole because i don't know like do you have this moment when you open a pair of, your first pair of jordans or you just like oh man like you just like you, you your whole body gets hot and you just like you feel like the gods have shown like shine their light on you so my cousin was different he used yeah. to get every pair oh okay like he had one of those parents you know so he had you know the eights the playoff eights the mm-hmm. 11s whatever like my f- actual first pair of J's was the Air Jordan 11 Lows, mm-hmm. the IE. IEs, yeah. Bro, <laughs> when I got those, I was like, God damn. I've, I've probably bought that same colorway in my lifetime like nine times. Mm-hmm. So they came out this past summer. I bought another pair. Classic, yeah. bro. Clean. You know, um, those were the, my actual first pair of J's that I bought like uh, till the end of high school. Yeah, I mean, that's also another favorite from uh, another another previous guest favorite, Dante Ross's favorite pair of Jordans. That's that's the yo, them them joints are clean, bro. Like, so when I when they first dropped in high school, it was two colorways it's the black and red ones, and then it was the white sand one. I -hmm. wanted the black and red, and you know, in the front, it's kind of like see through a little bit, bro. It's just like and I think Mike, I don't know if Mike wore them in a the game, but there's a picture floating around that he had them on for practice. Uh-huh. Clean, man, like fire. Probably the most slept on Jays ever. One of the most slept on Jays. I think so. I think that, I mean, because like that, that phase, that's when they started doing the lows, the mm-hmm. 11 lows with the snakeskin. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that pink, that pink baby blue, the baby blue and the pink. I was like... These are crazy. On <laughs> I, I had a uh, there was a girl that used to get all the J's in my in my high school, mm-hmm. and she roared those. And I was just like, "Yo, those are the small size are fire." <laughs> so so in my high school, it was the snakeskin, either the blue or the pink ones, with a Kooji mm-hmm. sweater. Mm-hmm. That was the outfit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the green the, the green Kooji sweater with the low green and white snakeskin. Mm-hmm. You was getting it. And then listening to uh, G Dep special delivery, special delivery. Oh, no, <laughs> I'll repeat in the, in the CD Walkman. <laughs> you know, just do a Harlem shaker. You're like, yo, yeah. yo my Levens. Crazy man. Yeah, CD player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as we end, as we are coming down to the end of the episode, I ask some everybody each week the same question, and that is, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? I mean, I wouldn't know. I never hunt. Mm-hmm. so I wouldn't know what the thrill of the hunt is you know like if I get them I get them if I don't I'm gonna live to fight another day but like I've never been the type to go above and beyond for any sneakers and just just to show you real quick how crazy a sneaker game back remember alright so you know the all black fives the, mm-hmm. with the metallic on the side yeah metallic fives I got those in college I think it was like 06 when they dropped mm-hmm. I got that three days later they were sitting the mall of Manhattan in um on 34th Street. Uh-huh. That's how that's how easy the sneaker game was back in the day. The fire red threes, I got them a week later. Pulled up. Oh, you got those 10 and a half? Yeah, let me get those. <laughs> so I've never had to like really hunt. I'm one of those. If I get them, I do. If I don't, I might be bummed out. I was bummed out last Saturday. I'm not gonna front. I'm like when I get the <laughs> you know, I ain't get the lost and founds, man. I was I was reaching for the ski mask, but I was like, <laughs> you connect it, man. You, you can make a couple calls. I can, but just like, 
Man, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, since since you feel like there's no thrill of the hunt, what I guess my follow up question would be: What keeps you motivated? Mo- what's keep you motivated? What keeps you motivated in general? And what keeps you going forward and hustling? You mean hustling for sneakers or just like uh, just in general? In general, I don't know. Because I feel like because I, I think I've always considered you just like you you were always driven. So like I just want people to know who you are. You know what? It's not the fact that I'm driven like. I like experiences. Mm-hmm. Like I travel a lot. I've been, you know, all over Europe, you know, South America. You know, I like nice things. You know, I like living in a nice crib. I like nice sneakers. So me the thrill, I mean, or the hustle to keep hustling is like just to work hard to do things that I actually like. You know, you and I, we buy sneakers because we have a passion about it. You're mm-hmm. not really buying it because you just want to flex. No. Like we used to do that when it was like we did that back in the day. I'm not gonna front yeah. like you pull up to school once to flex, but now it's just oh, like yeah. you know, you you'll see like I'm uh, in your like when they drop their sneakers, there's a story behind it. So you mm-hmm. and I appreciate something like that, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what hustles. That's what keeps me motivated to work hard. It's just experiencing new things and doing fun things. No, yeah, that's that's absolutely fact, man. I mean, you know, going out and seeing Complex Con and 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 doing this stuff and and hope, hopefully doing more things in the sneaker community, mm-hmm. being able to experience more of this world that that is now. It's something that I really hope to do. You know, we do this together, uh, hopefully. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I always been one of your supporters, you know, yeah, since day one, man, since day and, one. And it's. It's crazy because if you were to look, if the average person look at my Instagram or do it to go, they wouldn't even know I'm a personal trainer. Because uh-huh. that's like, yeah, that's my job. That's how I get my money and I make good money doing it. Uh-huh. But like, this is the type of thing that I, I really love. I love sports. I love fashion. I like traveling. You know, and I think the same with you. Like, I don't know what the hell you do. You tell me marketing. You could be a cocaine <laughs> dealer for a <laughs> Yeah, man. It's me, Benny, and Westside Gun. We always on the corner. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but let everybody know where they can find you. You could uh, just hit up the socials, designated report or designated kicks. You know, hit me uh-huh. up, send a DM. If you want a feature on the page, I'll do the feature as well. So. Yes, sir. Uh, and for everybody out there, you know, we say every week, wear your kicks. Thanks. Peace. Yeah.